Is he purring? He is, but I want him to actually talk. Come on, boy. I'll let you go. You're so small, you fit on one hand. Do it again. <laughs> there we go. Oh my god. That's the kind of media that I fucking signed up for. Alright, I'm putting this kitten back. And I'm getting my oh. fat cat out of here. Be right back. My name is Brenda Bigley. Hi, my name is Andrew Caprotti. Welcome to No Script at All. It is a show about Terrace House, which is a reality TV show that takes place in Hawaii. There we go. It. Yeah. It just takes yeah. place in Hawaii. That's just yeah. where the show is. You could have sprinkled in like the Netflix original TV show in there. Yeah, I was just having a conversation with someone today about how I think that uh, the Netflix originals brand is kind of sullied at this point, right? Because there's so many shows that come out as Netflix originals and like how many of them are really good? You it's mean like so many, yeah. Way. Yeah, so many bad shows. I finished yeah. the newest season of Orange is the New Black. It's bad. Uh, finished it, though. Yeah, I bailed off that show. I bailed off House of Cards at this point, which were both good when they started. Yeah. I heard that Glow isn't that great. Oh, the movie? Uh, the, the, they just uh, There's a show starring Allison Brie that just came out called oh, Glow. Cool. Okay. Uh, that's not, like, super great. Girl Boss came out, which I was excited about. Girl apparently, Boss apparently is very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Sense8 was great, and then that shit got cancelled. And so. it got cancelled. So sometimes you get a Sense8, sometimes you get a Stranger Things, and uh, sometimes you get a Terrace House. Yeah, so um, let's, let's preface it like this then. Yeah. Um, Terrace House is a Japanese good Netflix original. It's one of the good ones. <laughs> it's one of the good ones, boys. Come on. Uh-huh. Put a bow <laughs> on it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so... This is part three, episode three. The episode is called A Long and Winding Road to Love. But before we even get into that, I want to mention two things very quickly. Number one was that yesterday I was waiting in line for Starbucks. Uh, they forgot my order. Uh, so I was there for a really long time because I didn't realize that they forgot my order because I'm in New York City and there are a lot of people yeah. in line. And I don't know who yeah. was there before me and who wasn't. So I was there for yeah. a long time. Uh, there was someone standing in front of me at the drink pickup section watching Terrace House on their You're phone. You're fucking kidding me. Not kidding you. It was Boys and Girls in the City. Uh, like right, right, right in the beginning because a baseball guy was there. What's his name? Mako. Mako. Mako was still there. Yeah. Uh, so they were just uh, joining the fold, oh, shit. Uh, which is exciting. So maybe one day they'll listen to this podcast. And Hello, the first person in Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you not say hi? Well, it's <laughs> Dude, New York City. You don't, don't say. Don't call potential listeners fresh meat. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's bad. It's a fresh. It's fresh meat because I haven't gotten to the meat crime yet. Oh, there you it's go. It's a deep, it's, deep, it's deep. Fresh deep meat cut. hasn't been cooked yet. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. There we go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I ate your meat. It was not my favorite. Kind Oof. of fatty. <laughs> rough out there um so speaking of fresh meat and listeners um last week was our most listened to episode in a one week period ever uh are you serious yeah so i think maybe two or three episodes ago i talked about how we were getting 400 to 500 people listening to each episode uh we had over 750 people listen to the last episode um I think I think some podcasts are a little bit like cagey about their numbers, but like considering we don't have advertisers and we're not beholden to like really any of that, I don't really yeah. mind just like giving up those kinds of numbers. Yeah. Um, 
We had we had like over seven hundred people listen to the last episode. That's which super is dope. That's awesome. Fucking believable. Uh, so yeah. I just want to say thank you again because holy shit. Thank you. It was a very good episode too. The episodes keep getting better. I thought part three was gonna be like not as fun because Lauren's gone. But guess what? I think it's equally fun. It's equally fun. It's even getting better. I think. Yeah, I mean, we also had a little bit of Lauren in the last episode, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which was like, this was the first Sans Lauren completely episode since Aloha State started. That's true. Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Did it hold up? Uh, it held up, but also one of the greatest things that ever happened happened in this episode. I think for me personally. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm excited. You don't. I texted you. I, I, Whenever we finish um, recording our podcast, I go to the treadmill and I run um, mm-hmm. while I'm watching the episode because I, f- and I and also the name of this episode was like a road and whatever. And I was like, oh, it's fitting. I was I'm like crying on the treadmill. <laughs> and then um, the fucking doorbell rings and then like fucking Armand walks in with, with Martha. Mm. And I tripped and f- almost fell again. Wow. That's two there's, weeks in a row for you. I know. There's always at least like one moment in the episode where like. I kind of like missed my step, but yeah, yeah, that was a very high point for me. And I am very excited <laughs> to talk about it for you. <laughs> Not right. falling. I mean, but well, yeah, I mean, no, we could, we could just have a podcast about you falling off the treadmill. We could, it'd probably be like some, and I'd our tangents want... could be about Terrace house instead of the other way around. Yeah. I mean, we, we could become an actual like Terrace house podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we talk about the, the television program then? Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the show. Uh, the episode starts. Guy is in the living room with a whole bunch of people. Uh, I didn't write down exactly who. It kind of doesn't even matter because they're not as important as what Guy is talking about, mm-hmm. which is his plan to get back in the water. Um, and he kind of like gives us a little bit of his life story and his like maybe his like philosophy on life, which I think is interesting, where he's just like, I follow waves wherever they are. That's kind of how I uh, th- that's how I surf. But like really on, on the top level, you know, that that's that's the bottom of the cake the top icing is really just like that's how he lives his life i feel because he's like the most chill fucking dude yeah right? that's very that's a very like anime protagonist thing for guy to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like oh i go to france and i'll ride the waves in france if they're good and i'll like, just fly around the world and yeah and surf wherever there's good waves but like yeah. really what that boils down to is just like i go with the flow like as cheesy and cliched as that sounds <laughs> um which i love um Anna tells Nikki about a potential job offer, which is, uh, I, it's, it's weird where anytime Anna does anything nice, I feel like it's like something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, she's, I don't know, laying a trap or something, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but she told Nikki about a potential job that might be opening up. And I was like, she's plotting something. She's going to like attack Nikki somehow. Um, yeah, she's going to go, she's going to go on a date with like, um, guy to that place right yeah exactly oh yeah oh, while, while she's and she's gonna have to serve them yeah oh shit that's a very rom-com thing to have happen. that is a very rom-com thing to happen as far as i know well i mean if i was to just peel that onion back one more layer i think it's probably just anna trying to not have the same relationship with nikki that she has with avion probably right? yeah trying to start on a clean slate maybe um yeah every once in a while Rasa. yeah every once in a while she remembers like oh i'm a human being and i have to probably not treat everyone like shit yeah. Just a good moment that I feel like going into is that Taishi offers to get drinks for everyone. <laughs> Nikki wants water and Anna wants water. And then it cuts to Guy and Guy wants warm milk. Uh, and I mean, that sounds great. If you're going to make warm milk for one person, you got to make warm milk for everyone. So yeah. everyone changes their drink it. order yeah. 
to warm milk. Uh, and Anna goes to help Taishi make warm milk for everyone. Meanwhile, you know, this leaves Nikki and Guy, who just had that really good date in the last episode. Um, I really hope that they get together. Doesn't really that really doesn't progress at all in this episode. Um, yeah. But I thought that this conversation kind of when I was watching this episode for the first time, I was like, oh, this is the conversation that's going to kick off the Nikki and Guy relationship mm-hmm. uh, talk in this episode. It didn't really go any further it than this. But anyway, but... Nikki asked Guy what's going on with Anna and Taishi. Guy is basically like uh, he is agonizing over this idea of Anna. <laughs> And he's like, a love worth dying for is really hard to find. And usually it comes naturally, which like, I don't speak Japanese, so I I can't pick up on the inflections of someone's voice when they're talking. But the way that I perceived it when I was reading the subtitles was usually that yeah. comes naturally to people. No, like it was, Taishi is doing something stupid. Yeah, it was um, it was very much kind of a joke towards yeah. Taishi. Yeah, I mean, because he's trying to force it. And we talked a lot about this Mm -hmm. in the last episode, but like he's trying to force the greatest love he will ever have in his whole life. Just hoping that the producers of Tara's house have found someone that is perfect for him. Like, what are the odds of that, dude? Yeah, I mean, maybe that person just like walks in while he's there by himself in the house, you know? What are the odds of that? What are the the odds of that? That he's home alone and uh, someone beautiful just happens to walk in the door. Yeah, there's no script, so like there's absolutely no odds. <laughs> Welcome back to some script at all. Um, oh god! So cut to the next scene. The most hype music that's ever been on this show. Oh my god! This comes scene. on as Guy makes his way to North Shore, uh, and this music is unbelievable. I have to look it up later. I found a Terrace House uh, playlist on Spotify, um, which I haven't listened to yet. I haven't. I haven't like looked through it, but it's I'm just, hoping like, songs that it's from the show. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it is yeah. actually songs from the show. I haven't checked it out. I just saved it today. What if um, it's just like so. covers of Eden Kai, like over and over and over again? Equally good for different reasons. That'd be that'd be very true. Yeah. Yeah. So guy watches the waves for a while uh, and doesn't really do much. And then uh, the manager of Volcom House comes out and starts talking to him. Uh, basically gives him the same kind of spiel that we've been hearing uh, for the past couple episodes where it's like, hi, yeah, your face is healed, your body is healed, but is your mind healed? And the uh, guy is like, you know, I got to take it one step at a time. I have to uh, try and like surf the smaller waves before I can work my way back up to where I used to be. Kind of the stuff you would expect from someone yeah, which... trying to make their way back in. But it feels like there's weight to it. Like there's an emotional weight yeah, to it. You know? Yeah. Especially since it's coming from like, like the, the Volcom guy was like talking about as someone from who had experience with it, you know? Yeah. So like it wasn't like him telling Lauren and Lauren was like, oh, you'll be okay. It was like the Volcom guy was like, I know that shit is real. Like, I know you're going to have like a hard time, like not feeling like you're going to die when you're going back on the waves. So Yeah, he emphasizes multiple times, like surfing is a dangerous sport, which like before watching this show, I hadn't that had never occurred to me. No, it's so interesting that like your whole perception of a sport could be turned on its head, you know? Uh, in this way but like i i think of surfing in a totally different light than i did before i started watching aloha state which i think is fascinating yeah um so guy ends up getting in the water um and this hype music is still playing um and then he starts to try and catch a wave and the music fades out and this is like honestly not even kidding probably one of the best like from a filmmaking standpoint yeah. scenes that's ever been on in this show ever hands the down. sound design was like so perfect it's it's unbelievable so there's this like multiple shots there's like almost a montage like a training montage in a way of guy 
trying to catch a wave and you can tell that like he's psyching himself out and he'll always get to the point where he's supposed to stand up on the board and start surfing and he just kind of turns around and yeah, then he, he goes like, and floats on the water yeah. um and the whole time all you hear is just the sound of the waves whereas like every other scene we have ever seen in terrace house would have had some kind of background music this is the first like they have a really disciplined sense of when or what kind of sounds you should as a viewer be hearing um and i really 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 enjoyed that so Mm -hmm. there's no music the whole time um and eventually after like nine or ten times of you seeing him like go to catch a wave then turn around and not do it he finally goes and catches a wave and stands up on the board and starts surfing and it's the first time he surfed since this thing happened to him and the sound cuts out totally it's completely silent it's completely silent and it was like one of the most emotionally impactful moments of Terrace House I think I've ever seen. Because it's not just like those petty things where it's like, oh, I, I enjoy watching these two people fall for each other. Or uh, I like the gift that one person gave another person. Or, you know, these two people became good friends. This is like someone overcoming adversity yeah. in a way that I don't think we've seen on this show in a very real, real, yeah, real way. Yeah, that, that's, that's one thing. Like, it, it I, I don't think I'd ever felt, like, so proud of someone that I never, like, ever met. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I was watching it, and then, like, the sound cut off completely, and he's just, like, riding this wave to the end, and then he does this little, like, fist bump. Like, he goes, like, yeah, I did it. Like, yeah. Comple- like, just his body language is just, like, fuck yeah, this is done. And when he, like, falls off, and I was, like, this is, I'm so fucking proud. This is, like, so... But it must have yeah. been super hard for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's a really, I don't know, it's a really inspiring moment. It um, is, yeah. And it was, it's, it's so interesting that you would find those kinds of emotions from, like, a reality show. Right, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? We were just talking before we started recording about uh, Are You the One and mm-hmm. The Bachelor and shows like that. And, like, I have never, ever had an experience emotionally like that watching oh, no. any other reality show. No. Um yeah, I it's it's incredible. But the only music that you hear while any of this is happening is they start to cut to the intro song. Yeah, and the intro uh, happens right there. And and that's where the intro happens. Yeah. Uh and uh what a fucking way to start this episode. It's, it's I know. really really good. The intro um, happened like perfectly and it was like just like the perfect palate cr- cleanser of just like that super high note and then you're like, "All right, so now we're back to like normal." Yeah. So after the intro, everyone is in the dining room and they're talking, they're having a conversation and uh, Guy isn't really talking that much. And we keep cutting to shots of Taishi kind of just like looking across the table, looking like concerned at Guy and Guy is super quiet the whole time. And Taishi, you can tell, like really, really, really understands that there's something going on in Guy's head, but he's not you know, vocalizing it. So Taishi just straight up asks him like, hey, do you want to talk downstairs? Uh, you and I can go down there. Guy says, you know, that would probably be a good idea. So they start to head downstairs. Great cut to a shot of Yuya lying on the floor who goes, am I being left out? And then starts laughing. (laughs) Um, Just reinforcing this idea that we talked about in the last episode where he and Avion are just watching Terrace House with us at this point. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. I thought Um, about you right when that happened. I was like, all right. Yeah, it's so good. They get downstairs and uh, Taishi's just like, so what's going on? What are you thinking about? And Guy is like... You know, when I'm out of the house and when I'm in the house, I'm thinking about two different things. But today they're kind of like merging together today that those two sides of myself are kind of blending into one because because people have been saying that I'm acting and that I actually 
am not afraid and I pretended to get hurt and all of these crazy things, which is weird to say when there were so many witnesses involved mm-hmm. and there were so many people. And like, I guess maybe it's just because there's a television crew following him around, like that people think that he might be like playing up what's going on with him. Yeah. Um, or like, that's why, that's why people would have that thought. But like, I mean, even in the first episode that we met Guy, you can tell that he's not the kind of person who would do that. No, he doesn't. He seems you know? like a very humble and, like, real person. Yeah. But he's basically like, when I hear people say things like that, I withdraw into myself, even though I know I shouldn't be thinking about what they're saying, and I should just kind of be uh, observing my own feelings and not really taking other people's into account when it comes to this specific thing. He's like, it really does affect me a whole bunch. And he's like, conversely, on the other on the other hand, people are either shitty when they say those things or they'll be super nice and constantly ask me if I'm okay, which is like equally frustrating um, because I don't want them to worry about me and I don't want them to think that, you know, I I don't know. I guy has a lot of complex feelings and I don't I don't feel 100 percent comfortable diagnosing them the way that like we kind of make up the psychological profiles of people on the show yeah, all the time um because yeah. this is just too real but like guys guy is having a kind of like mental crisis of like trying to figure out how he should best handle this situation not just like in his own head but also how other people are perceiving it and the whole time while this is happening taishi is like he starts sniffling a little bit and starts making the face that he usually makes right before he starts crying I don't know. Do you think that if this conversation had kept going in that direction, he would have started crying? I think so. I think he would have. He would have hit that emotional nerve that he somehow hits every single time that they talk about something real in the show. Yeah, I think not so to speak too. badly about him, but um, they did a joke. I think later in the in the panel that was like, I don't know if he was crying or if like his allergies were acting up, and we were all just like assuming that he was gonna cry. Yeah. And I was um, like, oh, that's kind of shitty, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I went to rewatch it, I, I paid especially close attention to mm-hmm. Taishi the whole time while Guy was talking. Like, I just kind of yeah. focused in on Taishi. And it really, he looks like he's about to start crying. And that's... Yeah. Um, I mean, because he's watching someone who, if, if we're to go back to our, like, overarching our overarching thoughts on, on how Taishi's brain operates, right? This idea that Guy comes in the person who's younger than him who has accomplished everything that he's wanted to accomplish this thought that that person that he probably held to a high uh to a high esteem mm-hmm. is hurting in this way i'm sure is like really emotionally affecting uh, especially you know when you're living with them and they yeah, are a person who is say, a very close friend all of a sudden yeah these are people that you see every single day of your life so like you see their struggles and there's yeah. like an actual relationship built there yeah the conversation kind of turns takes a turn uh, where a guy moves away from like, I don't know, the kind of plight that he's dealing with to this conversation with Taishi about his plans for getting back into it. Right. So he's mm-hmm. not just planning on, you know, wading back into the water to use a really shitty uh, analogy uh, and, and taking on these bigger and bigger waves until he can get back to where he was. But he wants to go even further than that. He kind of seems to have this like renewed sense of purpose and this like larger goal, this larger overarching goal for his surfing career than he had before, even though he was already like what he's number 10 in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think somewhere in that vicinity. He's he like, was somewhere, I, I think he said it was like top 10 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, like he's, you know, clearly a really good surfer, but it seems like 
he might be trying to aim to be number one in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, now, which is interesting. Yeah. It's also interesting that like he, he's saying these things. I'm pretty sure this is the same conversation. Um, he's saying these things to Taishi where he's like, this sport is a really dangerous one. This sport is one that I take seriously. And I've only been doing it for 15 years. Right. And I was like, that's a really long time. That's yeah, a super long time, man. <laughs> it's a super long time. Like he started doing this when he was five years old. He's been doing it for at least 15 years. Yeah. And he says it as if he's like, he still considers himself a rookie. Yeah. I haven't so done like, anything for 15 years. I, I maybe watched anime for 15 years, but that's it. I haven't even done that. <laughs> it's probably for the best <laughs> yeah so i don't know just really interesting conversation between guy yeah. and taishi uh really it's just guy talking at taishi um yeah but it's, it was also interesting he's kind of like guy's a really hard person to know what he's thinking about yes like he's one of the people who like doesn't speak his mind the way taishi does in front of the cameras you know um right so trying to see like kind of seeing like him break down and kind of be very vulnerable to someone else that also shares that vulnerability on camera was really interesting. Yeah. Um, to kind of put into perspective, like he was able to, to, to achieve this really big milestone, but he still yeah. isn't done yet with like his need to grow and improve. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, we, we have to get, keep going into the episode, uh, yeah, and, we do. And, and get into the, uh, taishi talking about his feelings thing because oh that's a big plot point so we'll just say very quickly what happens next um so we can get to that but nikki mm-hmm. goes and applies for a job at a restaurant called shinjin they have mostly japanese customers so she's not going to need to speak english mm-hmm. very much it seems like the people who own the place really want to hire her um yeah at least based on the conversation that we see because they're like giving her tips uh, that's like hey you're just gonna have to memorize like a couple things that are on the menu and that's basically the only thing yeah. that you say to people if they speak english so it seems like they're coaching her to get the job while she's in the interview which is the best case scenario yeah um, which is also great because it means that they get cameras inside of their restaurant and right yeah and exposure and yeah totally and they Uh, don't have like a pound of bananas so it's probably okay right so that's basically the the that's the whole scene um the next time we see nikki she is in um the like downstairs living room area with taishi we find out immediately that she got the job and she's going to be starting on tuesday of next week uh which is exciting uh which ends up being in this episode and uh nikki kind of tries to turn the conversation almost immediately to taishi and just kind of like figure out everything that's going on with taishi because as we saw in the first scene she's like kind of interested in this dynamic between taishi and uh and anna so she's like hey i don't have any weird bad feelings about anna i just want to know like what's going on between you and her to which taishi says fucking nothing like he yeah. says he he's there are a bunch of lines that he throws out there yeah um, i didn't understand any of them yeah none of them amount to anything it's him talking around having an answer um because as far as we know like he's still very conflicted about it i said in the last episode that i thought that he was really into nikki um and didn't know how to tell anyone that so he was mm-hmm. pretending that he was still into anna that might mm-hmm. still be the case but it really 
seems like he might actually be really conflicted about the whole Anna situation, which I don't think makes a whole lot of sense. No, um, I think I think part of it is also him thinking that he doesn't want to hurt this person by telling her that he isn't really that much into her after yeah. going on a few dates with them. But also, like, some part of it, just because I kind of know people like Taishi, is like, well, I invested so much time into this person, I kind of want to mm. get something come out of this. Yeah, that sucks. I know it sucks and I don't want to make him seem like he's a shitty person, but subconsciously I'm pretty sure he's thinking that as well. Yeah. I don't know how many people, you know, who are watching Aloha state, but it seems like from all the people I know who are watching Aloha state, they all have a very negative impression of Taishi. Yeah, they do. And I, 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 I did too in the beginning, but like, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Um, but yeah, there, I can there's see. definitely something there. There's like a goodness yeah. in there, you know. Yeah, there's or else something he wouldn't there. have pulled guy along to have a conversation one on one, right? He yeah, wouldn't have had that empathetic moment. Yeah, and I hope it's coming from a hump, from an actual like genuine place instead of like, oh, I'll get more screen time. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So Nikki tells Taishi this. This is like one of those high school situations. But Nikki tells Taishi about what <laughs> Anna said about. <laughs> the conversation between taishi and anna um oh my god brendan yeah it is like literally one of those situations but uh she's like hey uh anna said you told her not to touch people uh i kind of agree with that uh in anna's situation um which i thought was really interesting and taishi's yeah. like yeah i did say that and that is a thing that i feel about it and uh nikki's like hey she believes based on that conversation that you're not into her anymore Taishi uh, kind of responds by saying, I just don't know how to figure out what Anna's ever thinking, which is making my whole situation harder, which like, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense because you guys had a whole conversation where you basically had her reveal everything that she was thinking very explicitly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she basically unveiled her whole Dr. Evil master plan. (laughs) in front of your very eyes and heavily implied that she was doing it to you right yeah yeah. like anna has this thing this routine that she has with all of the dudes that seem interested in her and she was like hi this is exactly how it plays out every single time and you are at this stage and like pointed at a map (laughs) and 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 taishi's reaction to it yeah and taishi's reaction to it was like uh she looks so cute when she was drunk right yeah. like he didn't really understand that's what yeah. she was fucking doing yeah. and that's why he's like oh I, I i don't understand what anna's thinking my dude when this yeah. episode comes out in like six weeks you'll be able to understand hopefully yeah that, that was such an interesting line for me when i heard yeah. him say that because i thought that it was as obvious to him as it was to us maybe it's maybe maybe it isn't like maybe it's just maybe like it wasn't we, yeah yeah maybe we just we just have different like points of view since we get to see what everyone's talking about in the house yeah but like oh, my, my man <laughs> yeah he's um, smarter than this i think i think he i he has to be yeah um so he says it's hard to figure out what anna's thinking nikki throws that right back in his face which i love um <laughs> nikki nikki is very quickly climb, climbing very those rankings uh yeah. she's like hey you're complaining about not knowing what anna is talking about but you continually say that you're thinking but you never say out loud what you're actually thinking like you haven't made up your mind or really said anything of substance in this entire conversation essentially yeah. and uh he's like okay i'll try and be more open with you and we then cut to the shot of him in the boys room alone like acting it looks like he's acting yeah he looked like he was gonna die 
Yeah, he looked. He was like, <laughs> yeah. Kentaro says uh, during the panel that Taishi looks like he's thinking so hard that it's going to kill him. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's really, really strange. I, I just want to make a note of of this scene that it reminded me of um, a lot of scenes from rom coms and a lot of scenes uh, from my life, which is not a movie. I don't know why I described it as scenes, but like moments <laughs> my in my life, life on ABC um, Family. Yeah. <laughs> And moments in my friends' lives and things like that, where this conversation played out to me like two people who have have a mutual respect for each other who don't realize that they should be dating, but probably will. I mean, like you mean like with um with Nikki and Taishi? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had a chemistry to me that felt like two, two people that could be dating but weren't. Yeah, for reasons it, it that like, they just haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, and it it, it seemed I had the same. A kind of a similar experience watching it where i was like they don't seem like the weird couple that went on that date the first time the first night that she was here yeah it's two normal people having a conversation with the exception yeah. of taishi uh and his weird dying. like conundrum yeah <laughs> yeah taishi dying in his own head right but i i thought that was that scene was really interesting just in terms of like their relationship specifically um because it plays off as friends which mm-hmm if if we're leaning into this idea that uh, Taishi is trying so hard to find a quote love to die for that it's actually not working out for him. This is the no, first time that he had a regular conversation with a human being and it ended up taking their relationship further than any time that he's attempted to take someone on a date. Yeah. And be like, how many boys, how many boys have you ever hold, held hands with? Right. Yeah, what's exactly. No, really, though. What's your type? <laughs> <laughs> what's your type? Why isn't it me? Why yeah. are we not dating yet? um i'll pay the bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah really really just interesting interesting scene which is then followed up with the weirdest scene in this whole episode oh, it's, it's just a, this is fucking weird which like i don't even know what to say about it but it's taishi at work speaking english like <laughs> yeah he's speaking english he has this big smile on his face because he's a good uh he's a, he's a good employee yeah uh, very who, handsome boy yeah who is very good at feigning interest to his customers mm-hmm. um he's offering them bread he's bringing them extra plates he's doing everything you got to do at a restaurant uh yep. this scene was just a fucking trip the whole time it was so weird it was so weird watching that yeah. <laughs> it's such a bizarre experience cut to nikki at her first day of work uh immediately walking in and getting talked down to by her boss because she walked in wearing just like the dopest white nikes <laughs> with her good ass white shoes <laughs> with her with her black work uniform um she looked fucking good as hell like, yeah it was like i was like don't you have any black shoes and she was like oh, i didn't bring any i'll buy some i guess <laughs> like, yeah what the fuck? it was it was unbelievable um yeah and uh i don't know her job looks fine it, yeah she'll be it's okay a, it's a job um yeah. just gotta point out the uh dichotomy between uh taishi and how long it took him to get his job that he has now, and Nikki, who was in the house for maybe 16 minutes before she found a job. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to the moment that we've all been waiting for. Oh, my dude. Uh, we've talked about this since, I think, probably episode one of this show. Yeah. This is something podcast. that I've always wanted to have happen in the show. Yeah, it was something that we probably even talked about before we started doing this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But the doorbell rings. Uh, everyone except for Yuya and Avion are there because Avion is in LA and I think Yuya was visiting her or something along those I think lines. Yuya, Yuya might have been like picking her up and doing uh, something. I don't know. But the doorbell rings and who answers the door but Armon and Martha. My boy! 
Nice. Yeah. Immediately, I got super emotional because I missed the fuck out of these two. Uh, I did. Armin, Armin looks so good. I'm so glad he's, like, staying healthy. Yeah. And not falling off of skateboards. Yeah, true. Great point. God. Not getting hit by cars. God. And it's his fault. It was his fault, though. Yeah, that was fucked up. So, I can't, so I can't wait till we start talking about Boys and Girls in the City, because I Cause think... That was so fucked up. We should have a whole, like extra episode that's just about that situation but anyway, uh, anyway um so they sit down and and there's this weird situation where like they're like oh sorry it's so messy and there's like a book on the table <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that happens um but taichi asked them hey how long have you guys been going out uh so at this point when they went to go visit and they shot this episode they had been going out for six months that's crazy so it had only been six months since the since they wrapped production of yeah, boys that- and girls in the city that was fucked up. That made me feel really weird. Yeah, it is weird, right? I feel like it was two mo- two years ago. I know. It really feels like it was a long time ago. And Taishi yeah. even says that in the moment. He's like, wow, it feels like it was way longer than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> guess what, Taishi? It feels like it's been fucking eons uh, by the time we've seen it. The scene cuts to Avion and Yuya coming back. Uh, Avion's coming back from LA and Japan where she was working on her brand. Guy is suddenly wearing sunglasses. Uh, yeah gotta ask a question so someone tweeted at us once uh yeah they were upset because we never we never maybe got into the discussion about uh guy and his relationship with uh 420 blaze it dank kush well i mean <laughs> i just assumed yeah that I, he was down to clown with the ganja right yeah same but guy is wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> At nighttime, in this situation, I mean, maybe maybe now is the appropriate time for you and I to maybe just put a little asterisk on it hey, and say, probably. Probably weed. Probably. Uh, I, I've done that. Yeah. I um, I used to partake and sometimes uh, my mom would come in um, or I would get I would come home and my eyes were very red. So I would just put my sunglasses on and be like, the lights hurt. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. He just didn't want to. He didn't want to upset his senpai, Armin yeah right although you know fucking armin goes down on that shit like yeah all the time the whole time time. he's in terrace house yeah yeah look at he he always talks like this hey what's up Mm -hmm. um so just gotta mention guys wearing sunglasses inside infer what you want we clearly have our opinion yeah probably marijuana (laughs) but that's fine (laughs) um so avion arrives she has great new hair gotta give a thumbs yeah, up very cute. on avion's new look uh it's pretty dope martha is talking about how she and arman are in this long distance relationship over in the distance in this shot you can see the moment where avion realizes why the producers sent arman yeah. to terrace house yeah. at that exact moment which i think we talked about like a couple episodes ago yeah yeah when, when, when they were trying to like date because like you was like i don't know if i want to do a long distance relationship yeah i was like i wanted armin to like swoop in and be like no i'm doing a long distance relationship and it's fucking fine yeah give the give the sage advice like the the beginning of every scene of the bachelor where the yeah. previous bachelors show up or bachelorette uh, or bachelor in paradise where all of the engaged couples arrive and it's like guess it's what crazy. love is real and you can find it here in paradise yeah. um that is essentially why martha and armand are there uh yeah. so armand asks this great question he goes uh Oh, is there God. a villain in the house? Yuya immediately, no, not even a fucking second goes by, and he's like, "Oh, Anna's the villain." Yeah, best moment of the whole episode uh, for it's me. So good, it's unbelievable. Uh, and and Anna starts laughing, like, no. but we all know. 
Yeah. yeah, everyone's like, no, there's no villain, no. And then it's like, ha, 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 Like, doing the, like, evil anime girl laugh. Ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. But ev- everyone knows Anna's the villain. Yeah. Armand <laughs> says, like, hey, do you guys want to go downstairs? Like, the- we could take the boys, and the boys can go crack boys. open a cold one uh, downstairs. And uh, Guy takes a really <laughs> long time to get his stuff together. Probably because he's super high. Yeah, just, <laughs> just got to <laughs> throw that hat back in the ring. Uh, yeah. It's possible. It's possible. So uh, they go downstairs. And meanwhile, all the girls are upstairs. And Avion and Martha basically just like talk about the logistics of what a long distance relationship is like. Mm-hmm. Martha says something along the lines of like, hey, if you can put up with how rough it can be at times, then it's going to be worth it when you guys, you know, meet up whenever that happens. However, occasionally that happens. Avion says that she's considering moving to Japan, which is interesting because she's opening, you know, she's starting this brand and stuff like maybe she could get it started, I guess, in Japan. And then she and Yuya could live over there, which is kind of nice. That would be really nice, especially since she's a little bit older than Yuya. Yeah, it seems like it would make more sense for her to kind of move her life. I don't know. I don't don't know. know. I don't know these people. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know that either, but yeah her brand i just i'm just really glad that like girls working getting some bills yeah it's sick as hell it's sick as yeah. hell. I'm, I'm excited to like see more of it you know what i mean yeah i, I, I hope, hope we do I hope, yeah i hope she like launches her brand before they leave the house yes same i feel like that will be the point of like them staying until that yeah oh i could see that mm-hmm. yeah when, when she's like financially stable enough and then they yeah. can just like bail um it's so, like that like that hat girl in Boys and Girls in the City. I'm just here to make hats. And when the hats were done, and she was like, bye. Yeah, oh, I'm actually, we're going to talk hats. about the hat girl in just a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Martha says that uh, Arman is considering moving to Japan also from Hawaii, um, mm-hmm. which is nice. And uh, I think Martha has this realization that, like, yes, the producers probably told her to just, like, convince Avion and Yuya that having a long-distance relationship is fine. And she's like, okay, cool, finish that. Now let's talk about other things. Uh, mm-hmm. And just kind of opens the floor up to Anna and Nikki and is like, okay, so what's going on with you guys? And everyone just wants to figure out what Nikki's type is. Uh, so they ask her, and Nikki's response is, I'm getting to know everyone. And that's very... literally all she says. Yep, very political. And then it's, that's just it. Right. Um, my thought is that she just doesn't want to say that she's into Taishi. Hmm. I can see that. But I don't know. I don't know. I can't. That's I the thing. We just talked about how uh, Taishi can't read Anna. Nobody can read Taishi uh, except, you know, I think Taishi's feelings are very much on his sleeves. Um, oh, 100%. The only person that I really can't read at all is Nikki. Yeah, because I think what I thought until this episode was that, like, she was super, super into guy I and mean, like her and guy were like going to get together and like yes you know yeah um i mean maybe maybe the truth is is that she's just not really into anyone yet and she's just seeing maybe. what happens you know yeah maybe she maybe she's giving like the lauren the lauren answer to yuya's question that one time right yeah it was like i like little bits of everyone i like little bits um, of everyone yeah yeah but i don't know like i she's only here for two months too so i could see her just like not wanting to just get in a relationship with anyone you know what i mean yeah that's actually that's understandable yeah at at the end of the day it might just be that she made the decision for herself to not get involved with anyone yeah or like not do anything that's like super serious yeah girl just have fun you know yeah 
Yeah. Interesting. I didn't, that didn't even occur to me. Um, but that's basically the end of Martha's conversation with the girls, which sucks because I really want to see more of that. Yeah. Um, but we cut to Armand, and the first thing that uh, we see with Armand's conversation with the dudes is him telling Taishi to be more selfish, which as soon as he said that, I was like, dude, that is literally the worst thing you could say to Taishi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, too. I was like, Armand, you're bad at advice. Yeah, just walking in, not knowing these people at all, and telling this dude to be more selfish is like just the worst move but hey dude what's whatever. up you know uh i don't know you that well but like if you want to do something just fucking go for it fuck everyone else's feelings just fucking do it yeah i even i'm wrote- surprised taishi i'm surprised taishi didn't fucking start crying <laughs> yeah like oh i should <laughs> i should have been more selfish all along yeah. um i wrote in my notes that i'm not sure arman is allowed to give advice at all no, really no. um because like I'm- what happened to him at Tara's house? He stayed literally the entire season, <laughs> dated three girls. Two of them said no to him. And then one of them eventually said yes, because I yeah. think the producers just literally went out and asked people, Got hi, who wants woman. to date Armand? Okay, yeah. bring her in. <laughs> there was um, there was this one screen cap that um, someone got who was rewatching um, Tara's house, Boys and Girls in the City, yeah. where they asked Armand, like, what his goal is. And his goal was, I want to stay here as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> And he's such a good character. Unbelievable. I love Armand. I love him too. Like, I mean, he's not good at he's this whole scene with like Martha and Armand giving advice was like I thought they would be better at it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, me too. I mean the thing is like Martha's not bad, but you can just see through the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can just like tell that like they're just there to tell you in Avion that long distance is fine. After that, it's like just a shit show, really. Yeah, 100 percent. Armand's reason for telling Taishi to be more selfish is because he dated two girls and got rejected. I was talking to a friend about this scene uh, the other day, and he was like, I love that Armand says that to them as if they all didn't watch Boys and Girls in the City, (laughs) as if everyone has forgotten that Armand got turned down by the hat girl after holding hands with her. dude. They held hands. That's so fucked up. Right. Which is yeah. a big deal in Japan. It's right? a big deal in Japan. Yeah. But in Hawaii, eh, whatever. Eh. Yeah. Uh, hang loose. Wear sunglasses yeah, inside. Hang loose. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Yuya, again, I love the only times that Yuya talks in this episode are moments where it seems like he's watching Tara's house with us. Yeah. Um, he just asks all the questions that we want to be asking. So Yuya just like makes it super weird immediately and asks Guy if he is also into Nikki because Taichi well, is talking about. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Guy's and, like, oh. Yeah. Guy's like, oh, that's tough. And then it just cuts away and we don't get an yeah. answer to it. Oh, my God. And uh, after that, we cut to the panel. I already mentioned this, but Kentaro talks about how Taishi is going to die from thinking too much. Um, Kentaro, I'm glad he's back because Kentaro's been saying very good stuff. I know. He's been fucking on point recently. He's been very good. He only talks like once or twice every episode, but it's always like a good nugget of information. Yeah. I mean, th- that that wraps up most of the episode before, you know, the, our, our last scene. But uh, I, I want to mention two things very quickly. Uh, one is that I wish that there was a spinoff show that was just Armand and Martha um me too i would watch that that'd be great uh number two a thing that happened earlier in the panel that uh, we forgot to talk about but i think really needs to be noted is after guy and taishi have their conversation about uh 
how guy wants to get back in the water and stuff or like what his experiences were like uh we cut back to the panel i can't believe we forgot about this i forgot about kentaro's other good very good nugget Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? But what are you talking about? No, you talk about it first. Oh, wait. I was going to talk about how uh, it cuts to Yama. Oh. <laughs> and Yama's like, man, that conversation took way too long. And it's <laughs> it's like seriously the first time that I think Yama crosses a line for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> because people get mad at him, man. You and Triangle were so fucking pissed at him. Yeah. Like, you was only like, you know, the only reason why you're here is because you have to, like, counter everything else that we're talking about. But you have yeah. to actually be, like, a good, decent human being and realize that this is an actual conversation. And Yama's like, oh. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But it really did take too long. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is uh is, is Trendle talking about, basically just, like, talking down to him as if he's, like, a four-year-old that's like, yeah. you should be old enough now to understand what you should and should not say. <laughs> out loud <laughs> that was so fucking savage like this poor guy wait what, what are you talking about with kentaro kentaro um was it going that says taishi's either acting or he's like the most emotionally unstable person oh yeah house. yeah yeah <laughs> what a good what a good guy yeah kentaro the panel's very good welcome back kentaro he came back he looked like he saw a fucking ghost uh while he was <laughs> gone and uh now he just came back with all this all this great great wisdom yeah well he he died and he came back so he has no fear oh that's what's happening right what did we say yeah. in the last episode uh, oh yeah in the third episode he rose again yeah he rose again yeah wow yeah i i live i die i live again fucking kentaro's fucking like been witnessed mm. hell yeah i remember uh from my one semester uh in film school learning a lot about christ figures in media and uh boy Kentaro is definitely Terrace House's Christ figure. Mm-hmm, there we go. He's our cool hand Luke. Yep, but he dresses very fashionably. Yes. Fashionable Jesus. Fashionable Jesus. Good band name. TMTM. I'm taking that. <laughs> TM. <laughs> I already, live in already got the domain name. Yep, I got it. Got a fashionable Jesus dot zone. Um, wow. Should I buy that and then direct that to our podcast? I think we're going to get a lot of hate mail if we do. I am just checking, though. Ooh, Fashionable Jesus is apparently a band already. So... No. Yeah. They have a reverb nation. They have no songs, but... A northern band composed of three teenagers that played loud, breathing, mesmerizing psychedelic punk music. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. This is too meta. Like, are, I can't. What are the odds of that? What are the odds of that, huh? Oh, well. I don't like this. I don't either. This is the Media closest is I've gotten to the Truman Show, to being in the Truman Show, I feel. Yeah, this is this makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, our show is called No Script at All. This is the closest my life, my real life has felt to having a script. <laughs> yeah, someone produced this shit. Let's just finish this episode so I can get the fuck Let's out of here. Let's just finish it. I need to... Have you, Jeff Golden was not there, that's why. Oh yeah, Jeff Gold, my my totem is down. Your totem is down. Um, <laughs> You're vulnerable. So the next morning, Taishi and Nikki are in the kitchen together, uh, washing dishes, and uh, Taishi tells Nikki that he plans on taking the Mustang out for the day uh, so he can drive her to work and pick her up Sweet. from work. Um, nice. And uh, while they're in the car ride on the way to work, Taishi asks Nikki out on a date, Nikki uh, plays it cool at first. She's like, oh, yeah, I like it when the guys decide where we go. Um, and uh, seems like she's just kind of going with the flow at, at the moment. Um, and then a couple seconds go by of just like silence between the two of them. And uh, she's like, wait, actually. Actually, no, I'm not going to say it. But 
Actually, no, never mind. Don't, 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 don't. Actually, no. Why do you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> um, it was really good. Taishi basically doesn't really answer that. Uh, Nikki is just like, you know what? I'm going to keep all my thoughts to myself. Uh, no, she yeah. says, um, I'm going to keep my thoughts to myself. These are my ruminations or something <laughs> along those lines, which is so good. Nikki's um, so good. Like she's she's probably my well, Avion's going to be my favorite girl, but she's like beyond the mom. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but Nikki, Nikki's very good. Like I like her a lot. Yeah, um, and uh, you know they they I guess they're gonna go out on a date, and uh, she yeah. gets out of the car to go to work, and Taishi drives off into the sunset or sunrise. I don't know what time of day it is, uh, but he drives off into that time related mm-hmm. sun motion. Yeah, some some people say he's still driving into some- the sunset. <laughs> he's. He's going so fast, he's actually following the sun. Mm-hmm. Which and, is interesting, because uh, Hawaii's an island. Hawaii is an island, yeah. Where's, <laughs> where's he going? Um, where's he going? And, and door closes, and that's that's the whole episode. Yeah, that was so weird. Like, out of nowhere, I think this episode, like, made me think that, like, Nikki's actually interested in Taishi. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I don't know what to think about her yet. I don't know either. Like, I, I like her. I like oh, yeah, what me she's too. all about. Yeah. But I don't know what she's thinking. Like, I don't know what her preferences are yeah martha asked her and she fucking didn't know either so yeah my theory with that situation is like say if you're to play out all the the possibilities in your head right say that she is into taishi Mm -hmm. and martha asks her what her type is nikki responding that way if she's into taishi would imply that she didn't want to let Anna know that she's also into Taishi. Mm, yeah. Because Anna was still sitting at the table. That's true. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Because I think if she was into Guy, she wouldn't really have an issue talking about it because no one else seems to be into Guy. Yeah. Um, but they had that date that went super well. I don't know. It's it's tricky. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she sees Guy as like a friend. That sucks. That sucks, too, because I'm sure Well, she's super pretty, so I'm sure Guy's really into her. Not to say that he's shallow, but hmm. maybe they can smoke weed together. Maybe. Yeah, Guy can, like, smoke her out, and that's how love, blo- love blossoms. Mm. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. They can hotbox the Mustang. <gasps> Yo, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if, that's how, what if that's how the next episode started? Yeah, just, like, just, guy, like... just like Nikki coughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna keep these thoughts to myself they're my rumination incredible she's um, so good yeah i i think actually now now that i just kind of talked it out it seems like the only logical explanation is that nikki is into taishi yeah which yeah, then like I- in that conversation in the car the whole like oh wait but you're into me thing is less of like a nod to like, oh, I thought you were into Anna. Like, what? What's up with the whole Anna situation? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just giving up on that? And more like, a, yeah. I'm actually surprised that you would be into me because Nikki didn't think that. I don't know. I don't know what Nikki thought, but something. No, I, 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 of, I like, can see. Yeah, and she, she was, she was also like asking a lot this episode about like what the fuck was up with Taishi and Anna. So. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Guy and Nikki. I don't know what any of them are thinking. Yeah, you know what we haven't said in a while. What? Five stars, I don't know yet. We'll see. Remember there we that? go. That's a good I throwback. do remember that. 
That is a very good throwback. Five stars. I don't know if this is going, but we'll see. Hey, uh, nice reference to the podcast you're listening to. Woo! Woo! Uh, but yeah, very that's the meta. episode. That's the episode. Uh, we're going to have a date. Uh, my prediction is that's going to go pretty okay. Unless Taishi asks her a million different questions again. Yeah, that's actually going to be my prediction is that Taishi's going to fuck it up. Uh, okay, I can totally see that happening. He's going to be too in his head still. Real question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Taishi's going to cry next episode? Because yes. there are no, no tears this episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're, they're building yeah. up. They're coming. They're building up. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I, I, sh- I didn't talk about this at all, but I think I should. I think I should just like lay down my uh, my feelings on this. I think it is commendable and I'm almost jealous that Taishi is able to wear his feelings on the outside on that level. No, I am too. Um, I am too because I hardly ever see men doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who like does that a lot. Like if I'm upset, I'll just start crying mm. in the middle of this. If, if they would have forgotten my order at Starbucks, I would have probably cried. Yeah. So I mean, no, I'm an adult. I'm going to cry in the bathroom. But I do very infrequently. I teared up when I watched um, Wonder Woman the other week, but that wasn't a full scale cry. The last time tears rolled down my face, and this is incredibly embarrassing, uh, was during Star Trek Two: Into Darkness, which is a bad movie. I can just say that, but it's a bad movie. But it was an adventure movie, and I miss adventure movies. I could get into that, but that's that's going to be a whole other fucking tangent. No, no, I understand. I have I had the same feelings. I get you. Yeah. Um, I think. But yeah, I I just really appreciate that that Taishi can uh, externalize how he's feeling on that level. Like I know that like I know that we we give him a lot of shit, but like I really hope that like his feelings are actually coming from a very genuine place. Yeah, and he's not just like acting them up because that would be even shittier. Yeah, you know that, what I that'd mean? be a huge bummer. That would be really bad. But I do I do commend him for like at least like not lying about his feelings and being honest about that at least outwardly. Yeah. Um, Could you imagine if there was a scene at some point in part three or part four? I don't know how long Taishi sticks around for, but like just in general where uh, he admits in some way, shape or form that he's been acting the whole time he's been on Tara's <gasps> house. Like just imagine what that revelation would be like. That would be unbelievable. I would fucking die. I would. Yeah. Holy shit. Same. He would be the fucking Rico pin of his episode of his season. Oh, yeah. He super would. Oh my god. Um, that would be fucking fuck wild. Yeah. But hey. But hey. Part three, episode three, in the books. It was very good. It was very good. Um, mm-hmm. Housekeeping things. Some people bought Smooch Squad shirts. Cool stuff. I'm Yay! not going to talk about it that much, uh, but hey, links in the description of the podcast episode. Click on it if you want one. Uh, two, we got that Twitter account. Three, we got that iTunes account. Just skating through all this because you've heard it a million times. Uh, four, mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this one is actually worth mentioning. Theme song, Ryan Mitchell Gray. It's called Knock Off. Go listen to it. It's a good album. Uh, it's a good and album. My name is Brendan Bigley, and you can find me on Twitter at Brendan Bigley. Yeah, that was very quick. My name is Andrew Caperti, and you can find me on Twitter at Irie Smile. Yeah, uh, maybe there's a link in the description for her Facebook page. Maybe not. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see. see. How... Five stars. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know yet. We'll see. Five stars. Aloha. Aloha. Freedom.